Welcome back to Walk It Like Christ Talks It. Of course, you have myself, my sister Blake. Hello. And what did we tell y'all last time? Who were we going to (laughs) get on this episode? We have the pleasure of having our dad, Bryant Scott, on today's episode. Hey, dad. Hey, Brooklyn. Hey, Blake (laughs) Shake. Blake, would you like to lead us in prayer? Lord, we come to you thanking you and praising your holy name for allowing us to come together for another podcast episode. We thank you for guiding our hearts and our minds into the knowledge and wisdom that we have gained. We thank you for allowing our Father to be able to be on this podcast with us and sharing the nuggets of wisdom that he has to our listeners. And we just pray that you allow us to say the right things to say and understand each other. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So this episode... We are talking about how to maintain a relationship with God. So we understand that there are people who, you know, they may not come from a family that has religious religious views or they grew up in the church. And so now they're trying to create this relationship with God on their own. Or there are people, for instance, as myself at one point, you know, went off to college and had to figure out how to keep my relationship with God without my parents, without my home church, without my church friends being around me. So just talking about the importance of having a relationship and how to maintain that relationship. The first thing that I kind of wanted to dive into regarding that is I know sometimes it can be hard when I would go to my dad and say, you know, I'm having a problem or I don't know what to do or I'm upset. And he would say, did you ask God? Did you talk to God? What did God say? And I was just in my head like, oh, my goodness, that's not <laughs> that is not what I want to hear. Like, I want to hear an answer. But having that relationship with God definitely has allowed me to mature and understand you know, why those were good answers from my dad and why it's important to put God in all of my decision makings. Dad, do you have any response of why was that (laughs) your answer? (laughs) Well, well, I like to say that mostly because I was trying to raise our children in a way that defines success for them, which Mm -hmm. means to me, the number one thing that I'm supposed to do as a father is point you in the right direction. And what better direction is that than God? Success for my children to me means you have a great relationship with God. It's not necessarily your job. It's not necessarily, you know, other choices you make or how you live your life. But because I know if you have a relationship with God, you're going to do the right thing. You're going to be successful. You're going to be the best that you could be. And and, and part of the reason sometimes I don't have the answer and God does have the answer. (laughs) (laughs) How do you do that when myself or one of my older sisters in our 20s and 30s comes to you versus the teenage sister versus the four-year-old sister Mm -hmm. like how do you (laughs) differentiate between like how do I talk about God to them uh well of course there's differences in how you approach even children or your offspring that are in the same age range every one of our daughters are unique everyone is different everyone has their own talents, gifts, has their own issues and problems. And mm-hmm. so I can't approach you like I pr- approach Brooke. It is different and it is based on, you know, back to God is based with me on the leading of God and even how to deal with certain situations. You know me that a lot of times I'll be quiet at first. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have a, yeah. I don't I don't have a lot to say at first because I, I don't know what to say. And then, I, right. and then I, 
I'll, I'll pray and say, Lord, you know them better than I do. Right. And matter of fact, you love them, even though I love you all, you love them more <laughs> than I could ever love them. So mm. you lead me and guide me <laughs> into in how to answer anything or how to guide and how to protect, how to serve, how to lead. And that is even down to Ryan. Now, Ryan, you know, she's only four. So most of her guidance is shut up and no, yeah. uh, <laughs> because I said so. But, but there is there is a part of even leading her to God. You know, it's like that's why we, we, we've been very intentional. You know, you know, we kind of got into the habit after the pandemic or COVID of watching church. And mm-hmm. then with Ryan's health issues, you know, keeping her right. away from situations that could where she could have a negative uh impact on our health mm-hmm. but you know god was really dealing with me this year on hey you know it's not winter time you know of course she has the issues but you know she needs to be out and if anywhere if she's going to go out anywhere if i could take her to somebody's birthday party i can certainly have her in sunday school mm-hmm. and right. so making sure she's starting to get those nuggets of god yeah. uh, even outside of the home you know to know that there are other people out there and other people little people her age that love God or being taught to love God. Yeah. Right. So what about, you know, being a mentor to other people or even when you were being a pastor um, to a congregation? It's, I kind of think about the difference between knowing about God and the Bible versus having a relationship because many people around know that there is a higher being or they even go to church And going to church is pretty much the end of the week for them. Like I go to church, I got my word, I have my praise and worship and prayer and tithes and offering. Then I go home and there's nothing. But then I wait till Sunday again, come back and do it all over again. But just can you differentiate between those two for our listeners about knowing their word and having a relationship? Yeah, there are two very different things. So first of all, before I get into this, I don't want to discourage anybody from knowing your word or from mm-hmm. attending church because some people will, you know, go off the left <laughs> cliff and say, <laughs> oh, he just said, if I ain't got a relationship, don't do no, no, start with baby steps, <laughs> right. at least come, <laughs> at, <laughs> at, least, right. at, at least be in the place where somebody's giving you some good teaching, where there's some worship going on, where you can feel part of a of a community of people who love God. So now here's the thing. There's one thing to say you love God or you have a love for God or you know that there is a God and to start trying to do the right things. But God really desires relationship. I mean, he, the Bible says he loved us so much. It says, even while we were yet sinners, he Hmm. died for us. He, he, he loved us so much that he sent his only son Mm -hmm. to shed his blood because he wanted to be reconnected with us. If you remember back in the garden, it talked about Adam communing with God. It wasn't just Adam set up you in this great garden, you got everything you need, go name the animals, eat all you want to eat, you know, no, it was like there was a relationship. They walked and talked with each other. And when that was messed up, God mm-hmm. has a God has a yearning for a relationship. He has a yearning to have one-on-one time with right. you. Um, and I often say, how do you build relationship without communication? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you got you know, you guys have been through relationships. Blake, you're married. You can't have a relationship with Jordan if y'all don't talk. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes the conversations are hard. Sometimes they're easy. But regardless of what they are, if you don't communicate, how can you say you have relationship? So people ask, how do I get into relationship with God? You start communicating with him. And, you know, some people say, well, he don't, he don't talk back to me when I say something <laughs> to him. Well, <laughs> one way that I found that he always talks back to me is in his word. His word is living. The Bible yeah. is a living. It is unlike other books. Other books you could pick up and read, you know, John met Sally, Sally, you know, run, spot, run. And it's going to mean the same thing each time. But right, when you right. read the Bible, God gives you insight. He gives you revelation. That's because uh-huh. it's living. His word is him. He's living. He said, you know, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Therefore, uh-huh. if God is not audibly talking to you, because some people he'll never come out and say, hey, therefore, I saith to thee, get up off your knees and go cook. <laughs> no, he may, <laughs> he, may, he may not say that. But if you're spending time in his word, if you're reading his word, he will speak to you and he will answer things through his word. And if you say, well, I can't read all them thuses and thous and thems and hymns and it just you know it gets on my nerves find you there are so many translations mm-hmm. out there that yeah. are great and that are easier reading that you know go go more with our language style and yeah. so i would say find you a version of the bible a translation that that speaks to you and allow god to speak to you to spend time reading and and then and you can pause during your reading and talk like lord you know is this what you mean you know right. reveal to me so th- those are ways you build relationship is by communicating. Mm-hmm. I will say like with you talking about, you know, not discouraging people from going to church, like it is important to have that community. Um, I know some of my friends from college, like they didn't know God. And then when they finally decided to attend a church service, it kind of just went off from there. Like they had this community that allowed them to be accepted and learn more about God um, for me, growing up in the church, like I always had that community. So it wasn't something that's like, okay, I'm just now starting my relationship with God. It was kind of mm-hmm. like, I was just always around it. But it wasn't until I had this alone time or this separation mm-hmm. that really developed my relationship with God. Not saying I didn't go to church anymore. Like I still went to church, but church became so normal to me. Like, it was just like, this is what I've always done. This is what I'm supposed to do. But I needed to go home and have this alone time. And it made me think about, like, um, I was telling one of my cousins the other day just about sometimes God will strip everything away from you so that you can focus on him. So, for Mm -hmm. example, like Job. Job had everything gone. And all he had left was God. Mm-hmm. there's people like Jonah Jonah necessarily didn't have things stripped away from him but he had all his distractions like he was in the belly of the fish there was nothing distractions other than to talk to God or uh, even with Moses him having his relationship with God was very important because he was with all of you know everybody that didn't want to do what he was telling them to do, <laughs> that God was telling him to tell them to do. So it's kind of frustrating for him. I'm sure it's frustrating for him because he's around people that are questioning what he's supposed to be doing, but he had to rely on, I have this relationship with God and God is telling me what's the right thing to do. Yeah. So basically to say how important it is to have your relationship with God, because sometimes that may be the only thing 
that you have. Yeah, uh, I know for me, it was like, um, I was so used to church, right? Kind of how you were saying before. So like, it's just what we did. Like we were at church on Sunday, we would be there um, sometimes all day on Sunday because, you know, before church would be all day. And then we would know right. we were going on Wednesdays and maybe like... Um, Friday maybe yeah like like we were just always at church you know whether it was for a service for prayer for rehearsal and so when I left for college I think that's when my relationship with God kind of solidified even more because I didn't have that community um that you were talking about like I had it there were plenty of churches around I was being invited to church I went to church but it wasn't what I was used to like I I grew up for the most part in this same building, you know, and like, it's right. like, okay, when I walk in this building, this is actually, you know, where I met God. This is where I grew with God. And so being right. in South Carolina, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm at, like, it doesn't feel the same. So what am I doing to get that relationship to be the same while I'm here? And so I know I started like kind of reading my word and like, just very quickly, I would have maybe like a friend or two be like, oh, like, I want to read the word with you. And when I say like within weeks, it turned into me like um, hosting weekly Bible studies in my dorm room or like somewhere on campus. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point where people were like, well, I, I can't come to the Bible study, but like, can you send a, a synopsis or whatever? And so in the mornings, I would be sending out scriptures and motivation and encouragement to people I didn't even know. Like people would text me and be like, can you add this number into your morning messages? And, but that was an opportunity for me because I felt like I was being held accountable for other people's growth at this point. So right. that was the opportunity for me to sit down and study and talk to God and pray because I'm like, I'm not just going to tell these people anything. Like I want them to know God as bad as I want to know God. <laughs> and yeah. so that was really my opportunity when I walked away. It's like, okay, it's really time to like, who is he? Do I know him to the point where I can like just tell other people about him and be so confident in what I'm saying? And so that was really, you know, cool for me as a situation where like I couldn't be in that comfortable space anymore, but I still desired that relationship with God and you know, just figured out how to maintain it at that point. Yeah, I think that's that's where I think the the local church sometimes fails people in we we preach or teach come together, come together and worship together, but don't really teach a what you have to develop the relationship. Right. You 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 need something after the experience. And even like when you guys grew up and you were involved in dance, you're involved with praise team, plays, you know, other things. And all that is good, but we can we that that is more service and activity. Absolutely. And and we can let service and activity easily we can do those things and perform without developing relationships, not knowing yep. who we're serving, just doing it mm-hmm. because it feels good, it's the right thing. Everybody everybody else around us is doing it, so we're going to do it. But there comes a time, like you said, it, you know, when you guys went away to college, it shouldn't have taken you guys going away to college if the church and if, you know, we as pastors really instill, yeah, you, you're a great job, praise team. You're a great, you did a great job with the play, mm-hmm. with, with the dance, but what's your relationship like? You know, right, let me know, right. let me know what God is speaking to you right now. Cause mm-hmm. nine out of 10 people will say, huh? Yeah. God, <laughs> God, God actually talks. You know? Right. <laughs> And I think that's a big, important piece of just having like youth leaders at churches, because I know, you know, at our church growing up, I don't think we really have like a consistent 
youth leader, our youth pastor. And so we're involved in these services, but we haven't really learned to have that relationship yet. And so it did become just like a comfortable thing, it seemed like. Yeah. 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 So what would you say are ways that you maintain or even for those who don't have a relationship with God, what are ways that they can start um, to move forward in having a relationship? Is that a question for me? Uh, for everyone. <laughs> everyone. For all two of us. <laughs> so, I mean, again, it goes to me, it backs back down to the to the basics of communication. I mean, even yeah. even when we counsel people, like when I was pastoring a local church, we still pastor, we just don't pastor a, a local church. But when we were pastoring a local church and people would come to us and say, I want counseling. I want, and I'm like, okay, the basic is this, come to Bible study. Right. I can't make right. it. You know, the basic <laughs> is this, can you pray? I don't have time to pray. There, There is absolutely nothing I can do for you. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. it, you know, I can send you to a trained, you know, a trained secular professional, which there are trained, you know, psychologists, psychiatry, you know, different people to deal with, you know, deal with our mental health. But as far as a spiritual thing, I cannot be your spirituality. I can be a spiritual guide, but right. a guide leads you to spirituality. Um, and so it, it boils down to the basics again. You have to develop your own relationship with God which requires communication with them. Uh, And and you can find ways to do that too. I used to think that praying, the only way to pray again was how I saw prayer modeled. You sit down, you take, you get in a quiet place and you talk to God (laughs) for an hour, you know? And I'm like, hey, gone. I I ain't got enough stuff to say to God in an hour. (laughs) Uh, But I, I found out when I went to, you know, seminary that there are ways to communicate with God without talking. Mm-hmm. You know, I found out that there are people, God connects to people in different ways. God connects through some people through through a nature. And, mm-hmm. and, and we began to teach that. And I remember one of our assistant pastors came back and said, I wonder why I at lunch. I would just take a walk through the park. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. her communicating. With, you know, it's like, so it's like now I know what it is. I can be intentional about, Lord, what are you showing me? Wow, this is beautiful. Your nature and God talks to her and deals with her. Mm-hmm. That way, mm-hmm. there are other people that God deals with through the sacraments. You know, people become close to God through when they uh, participate in communion, when they participate in the different things that are in the Bible, you know, the different uh, rituals and things that we go through. There are other people that meditators, they just meditate, sit and listen, which is another thing. Communicating with God is not always talking. If if Blake, if in your relationship with Jordan, if all you did was talk <laughs> and all he did was listen, your marriage ain't going to last long. Right. You both have to talk <laughs> and you both have to listen. How yeah. is your relationship with God any different? If all you do is come to him, I, I'm giving you my 15 minutes in the morning. I'm just going to tell you everything that's on my mind, but I ain't got no time to hear what your, your response right. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that, and I think, that, go ahead. I think that's important. Like just how you're saying how God communicates with people can be so different. So like, as you're looking for that relationship, like where's that place where you're feeling at peace? But I feel like people, when they're listening to this, are going to laugh, but I love to sleep. I also dream all the time. Like if I'm napping, like almost every night I have a dream. Every time I take a nap, I have a dream. I think God communicates with me through my dreams. Really. I think you do have to find that place of like, where am I at peace? Where am I 
in the place where I can really just cut off all other distractions and really just listen. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, like, one of my main ways of maintaining a relationship with God is journaling and devotionals. So mm-hmm. I try to always have every year a devotional. I like the ones that are January 1st. 2023, this is a devotional. January 2nd, like I need the day. I like my devotionals to have a scripture. Then it talks about the scripture and then it has a prayer for me to follow. Like I need something that's like a step-by-step every morning. This is the first thing I'm doing. With journaling, I started doing journaling first time that I went into therapy. And I actually went to a therapist that was Christian-based. So a lot of our therapy sessions, like we prayed, we talked about God, we read the Bible and stuff like that. But in my journaling, like that was a form of me praying. No, I didn't speak out loud, but sometimes it's hard to speak what you're thinking. I would just write the date and just start going having a conversation with God as if I'm having a conversation with my dad or my sister or my mom or a friend, just not holding back. No, I wasn't in there using no vulgar language and stuff, but like I'm talking to God just like, okay, so what what is it you want me to do? Like, just mm-hmm. tell me straight up, what do you need me to do? Because I'm stubborn. <laughs> I'm hardheaded. I got a bad mouth <laughs> or whatever. Like, I just need you to take control of my mind and my heart. Like, There's just different ways that everyone doesn't have to pray the way that you saw your great granny praying in church, coming Mm. in and get on your knees and bow your head and close your hands together and pray. Like, yeah, I do sometimes, even though for me, it's typically in a time of like dire need, like get on my knees and pray. Mm. Like I need to just put on my praise and worship music and just get on the floor and lay Mm. out. Look, nose to the ground. Right. (laughs) Like this, to me, that's not always necessary because I know that I do communicate with God in other ways. Sometimes it's those moments that I'm just like, oh my goodness, maybe I need to just really worship him as if God was literally at my, or I'm at his feet right now. Um, But those are the ways that I keep my relationship with God. And I'll say like a way that makes me grow in my relationship with God is having this podcast for one because I'm always studying now trying to see what do I know because I don't want to speak on anything that isn't correct and with this podcast it's opened up a lot of conversations with some listeners for me where they're asking me questions of what do I think about this or what do I know about that like I'll guide them to a specific book in the Bible and say read this for yourself now this is what I got out of the book But I think that because the word is living, you need to read it for yourself. So just being able to push people to create this relationship on their own and not just rely on what are Brooke and Blake and uh, Brian Scott saying Mm -hmm. (laughs) about the Bible, like figuring out for yourself. Absolutely. As I've gotten older, I've noticed (laughs) books in the Bible or points in the Bible that I was not told (laughs) When I was young, because I was young. So I recently was able to read Song of Songs. That was not a book in the Bible that I even knew existed for a long time. And when I read it, now being an adult and a married woman, I was like, oh, (laughs) this book (laughs) saying a lot. And I did have a conversation with someone else because they were talking about stuff that they saw on TikTok about relations with partners and stuff like that. And is this a sin? And is that a sin? 
And I'm just like, you need to read Song of Song because it, to me, it told me like the right ways to love your husband Mm -hmm. or the right ways for your husband to love your wife. But it's things that are like, I didn't want to tell them, like, I think this is a sin. I don't think this is a sin because this is what I got Mm -hmm. from the book. And now I have to go pray to God and say, okay, is this what you were trying to say to me? Or is this not what you were trying to say to me? But it's just. I don't know, especially when you become an adult, like it's not just veggie tales anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You have to like read the book and and apply it to your life in a different way than when you were running around the playground learning to share and not hit people. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you had to work on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have anything that's just on your mind that you want to share regarding this topic, Dad, or... Any yeah. advice for our listeners? Well, I just want, you know, I think you guys did it in a previous podcast. You t- I think you talked about the prodigal. Yeah. Uh, and that, that goes to the relationship. And so just want to, you know, leave people with that thought that God loves you so much that just like in the, in the parable of the prodigal, the father will put aside everything else to mm-hmm. pursue a relationship with you, mm-hmm. even if you've done him bad. Yeah, right. The, the prodigal son demanded, you know, from his dad, left, went away, was, was crazy. And then when he came to himself and like, wow, I'm out here all alone, but I have a loving father at home. And when right. he come back, he when he came back, his father didn't, you know, chastise him or whatever. I'm sure they, you know, they at, at some point they had some conversations about expectations. But his initial reaction is. I love you. You're always welcome home. And that's how Jesus is with us. He loves yeah. us. All he wants is for you to come back home. If, you, if you've gone away, if you used to have a relationship, if you used to go to church, he wants something bigger and stronger and better with you. Mm. So, yeah, I admonish anybody that, is, that has gone away and knows that you have a loving father. Return. Yeah. I know for me, I did have like a moment. It was like the beginning of COVID and I came to my dad. And I was just like, you know, I'm sure the stuff that I was saying, dad probably did give me an answer of, you know, you're going to have to ask God. But in that time, I was literally questioning him, questioning him, questioning his, like, is he really real? And Mm -hmm. am I in the right religion? Like stuff like that. But maybe a month after I had that conversation of questioning God, that's when things were like, coming into point of view for me. Uh, okay, this is when I, I need to focus in because these thoughts and these questions are overpowering the, the small amount of a relationship I did have. So I need to grow my relationship. And just knowing that I've been blessed tremendously since then and just knowing mm-hmm. that God did continue to love me and give me the things that were necessary for my life and being able to share a testimony like that, just telling people it's never too late and it's never, you never did anything so horrible or bad in your eyes that God isn't going to forgive you. Mm-hmm. And you got to treat your relationship with God, like how you're supposed to treat your relationship with your friends and, and with your siblings. So like, if I'm upset with God, 
Um, I think there's only been like one or two times where I've like openly told someone like, I don't know, like, um, I don't know how I feel about God right now, but it's just like, I had to get to the point where I'm not going to gossip behind his back. This is like my best friend. If we have a problem, okay, God, I'm coming to you. I'm not happy about this. How are we going to fix this problem? You know, like (laughs) you want to be able to come to God, even when you're upset with him. Right. Right. Yeah. There may be people in our lives that need to hear this or need to, um, be encouraged to have a relationship for those whose relationships maybe have um, strayed a little bit I mean I don't yeah. think that there's a direct answer on you know this is what you need to do or this is how you do it but I think you know just, just something that we've talked about throughout this episode is just you know in those moments have some discipline over yourself sit down play some worship mu- music just actually take out the time to just be in God's presence, you know, and then just allow him to start working with you in that regard. Dad, I did have a question that was brought up to me by a couple of our listeners that I think could tie into this um, topic a little bit. What is the difference between having a relationship with God or knowing that you're saved and catching the Holy Spirit. Like, I know people told me that they, they know that they have a relationship with God, but they grew up in a church where grandma starts shouting and everybody's shouting and dancing. And, and they're like, I've never had that moment. I've never shouted a day in my life, but I know I have a relationship with God. So does that mean I'm not saved because I haven't caught the Holy Ghost, as they say? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I believe and there's a, a lot of theology out there about this. You know, my personal belief that salvation is stages mm-hmm. uh, you know the bible says if you confess if you believe in your heart you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord that god raised jesus from the dead that you shall be saved i believe that's the first step towards salvation um there are those and i believe that god uh, wants the holy spirit for all mm-hmm. and in the whole holy spirit he said when he left he said i'll see he said i won't leave you comfortless but i will send back a comforter in the form of the mm. Holy Spirit, who will comfort you. And and where do we see the evidence of that first is in Acts 2, when they were there waiting, they were tarrying. Tarrying doesn't mean they were mumbling and jumbling. What they were doing was waiting. They were all together in one place on one accord, waiting on God to do what he said he was going to do, which was send back a comforter. And there appeared to them cloven tongues as a, as a fire to set upon each of them. And they began to speak with other tongues they, as they were filled with the Holy Spirit the evidence of tongues came forth. That was not the only evidence, though. The Bible then says they begin to prophesy. Prophesy Mm -hmm. is not something spooky. Prophesying simply means saying what God is saying. Mm -hmm. So if God is saying something to you, like what you guys have been doing during this podcast is prophesying. You're saying Mm -hmm. what God has said to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that is another thing that is a, that is a, um, uh, that is an example or a, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? That is uh, evidence that mm-hmm. you have the Holy Spirit in you, that you prophesy, <laughs> that you yeah. that you speak to God and God speaks through you. Uh, but then here's where a lot of people drop it, and I think this goes to your 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 uh, your question. Mm-hmm. I believe we have to pursue relationship with God, mm-hmm. and that goes to the Apostle Paul when he said and when he said that, hey. There is, I still have thorns. I still have things that I deal with and I have to pursue a relationship with God. I have to go after God. I -hmm. have to pursue. He said, I press toward the mark. I'm always pressing. I'm always doing. What does that mean? He's always building relationship. 
he doesn't say that I'm always speaking in tongues and I'm speaking louder. I'm always doing this. No, I'm always pressing. And mm-hmm. so even after you've spoken in tongues, even after you've prophesied, if you ain't building a relationship with God, you can have the Holy Spirit fall on you. Mm-hmm. There are some who have the gift of tongues. You can have you can have what I call experiences. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit come on you and you start shouting and then you go back up, <laughs> then you go back to lying and hypocriting and tailbearing and you know, gossiping. <laughs> that ain't relationship. That is that you had an experience with God. Right. Building relationship is when you know him so intimately that you are convicted about things. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. okay, yeah, I shouted in church, but I also know I ain't gonna go start talking about people. I ain't gonna go and I ain't gonna take what's not mine. I'm not gonna put right. my mouth on people. You know, there there's the Holy Ghost convicts me that, hey, this is what I should be doing. I should be displaying the love of the Father. The Bible says that people will know you not by how you speak in tongues, not by how you prophesy. They'll know you mind that you have love one for the other. That is it. Mm-hmm. And you can that's the way to display love toward one another. You have to love God. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you brought that up, Blake, because I I felt like for a long time, I know like when I first carried and got the Holy Ghost, I spoke in tongues. But then after that, it didn't happen for well, I mean, I was I was young, like what, like ten, you know, and so after that it didn't happen for me for years. Like I, I would say probably not again until um, maybe my summers at TN camp or um, then as an adult, it didn't happen again until I was like, what, 25 or something when I was a, a counselor at TN camp. And then I would just always question like, okay, why am I not speaking in tongues? Why am I not running around the church? Why am I not shouting? Like, I know God and I feel his presence, but I'm just not having the urge to do that. And I remember when I was 29, I was at my grandma Sue's house and we were praying and stuff. And I just started like, it, it got crazy, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm speaking in tongues, I'm running around the place. And it's just like, you know, I think even, even as a saved person, even who has this relationship with God and maybe isn't running and shouting every time, I think you can still have those experiences. Like dad said, where it's like, you know, I do have this consistent relationship with him, but I do have also experienced rest towards the margin, you know, like when I'm chasing in that moment, like, God, I need you and I'm reaching and I'm going to get it. And you get that experience. So. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So <laughs> re- relationship is it. Relationship is not a feeling or a one-time experience. Yeah. I think something was said, relationship is a decision. And I think I said this to you guys when you were over yesterday, uh, decisions lead, feelings follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to make a decision. Don't wait on feelings. Feelings wow. will mislead you. Make decisions. Mm. Make a decision wow. to have a relationship. Well, we appreciate you taking the time <laughs> to come and join us and speak on our podcast. And we also appreciate you being one of our fellow listeners. And um, we're just thankful for you, especially this being the day after Father's Day. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Thanks, hey, Dad. Lo- love you guys dearly and proud of you. Love you, you too. You. We'll catch you guys on the next episode of Walk It Like Christ Talks It. Thank you for listening.